Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey's Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I'll just do it. Woo! Six goals uh, in the first 40 minutes of this one. Huge offensive outburst. Uh, Buffalo comes in. They looked a little deflated without Jack Eichel, I say. he gets He's a late scratch. I guess he has an illness, or, or I, I thought they called it an illness, then they called it an upper body. I don't know. Jack Eichel's out, um, and it worked out for the Flyers. They win 6-1, to one, blow the shutout late in the third, but that was really uh, – that's really all that was left. I mean, I had a little bit of money maybe on Kevin Hayes to score a goal, um, but other than that, it was it was a hell of an effort. Uh, six goals on the board for the Philadelphia Flyers. Claude Giroux doesn't record a point. It is a new day. Yes, it is. This is a different team. Uh, Hayes, I, I joke about him not scoring the goal, but he had a hell of a game, was named player of the game. A couple of assists that were huge, had a few big chances. Uh, JVR gets on the scoreboard. This was one of those um, – you're getting, you're getting the. This is the bounce back of all the chances he created and didn't get a goal. Now you're getting the other team getting own goals. You're getting pinballs off your skates to go in. Uh, you know, coaches challenges that get denied. I mean, that was in no way goaltender interference. I have no idea what Buffalo was thinking on that challenge, um, but they basically lost the game on that challenge. Flyers go up two nothing, and it's clearly a goal. Uh, you know, they challenge for goalie interference, goal stands, Flyers going to power play and score. Game ended right there as far as I was concerned. That was a very curious move. Uh, but the Flyers just lit up Carter Hutton tonight. Just good effort all around. Um, what uh, Ivan Provorov now has 38 goals as a Philadelphia Flyer. Moves into a tie with Kimo Tiemannen on the franchise goals by a def defenseman list. Um, Tiemannen only had 38. I didn't realize his season high, uh, the most he had uh, as a flyer was eight goals. We're a week out of Christmas, and uh, Provorov's there already. So big season for him, big bounce-back season for Ivan Provorov. Uh, I just thought good good effort all around tonight. Can't, uh, can't really – can't point out anything – to complain about, really. Uh, I guess you don't want to give up a power play goal, but uh, such is life. When you score three out of five, that's pretty huge. They only gave up 17 shots on net, so Carter Hart doesn't even get a huge bump. I mean, 941 save percentage, pretty good. But uh, when you're holding a team to 17 shots in a 60-minute hockey game, you fucking dominated them. That's all I really have. Let's get to all you. An onslaught of goals. Yeah, Chris, it was that was a good one. Where was this team on the road? I mean, they had a bad three-game road trip. There were a few extenuating circumstances. Like, they were out of players. Like, I don't know. Flyers are good. Yes, they certainly are. They are a hell of a team. Uh, really liking what I'm seeing out of them. I think they're only going to continue to grow together, um, you know, as we get more consistency out of Morgan Frost. Really liked uh, – I just love his aggressiveness and his confidence. He's just willing to – He's willing to get fancy. He, he, the, the slick moves are part of his game. It's not something he's showing off doing. It's just what he does uh, to make plays. I think you're going to start to get more consistency out of him. Joel Farabee, when he gets back from his suspension, still have another game uh, on that one. Uh, I just I, I always thought this was going to be a second-half team, but we're not in the second half yet, and it's starting to come together, looks like. 
uh, uh, so I like Pitlick. Pitlick is a nice depth player. Uh, we, we pointed out when they got him. I mean, he had like a 14, 13 or 14 goal season at one point. Um, you know, can't say anything about his forechecking. It's, it's, it's good. Um, you know, not afraid to get physical, not afraid to go to the tough areas. So he's pretty much everything you want in one of your depth forwards. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying watching him. He put on a couple of moves tonight. There was one he got like a drop pass and he was breaking uh, into the zone with it and started dangling like it was – who the fuck is this guy? But it was uh, it was good to see. Uh, everyone seemed to really have it going tonight. I loved everyone sticking up for each other. When uh, TK takes that little cross check from Darlene, love Giroux, ah, Giroux getting angry, good stuff there. So this team is really starting to come together. Um, obviously, you would like to see them play a little bit better on the road. We talked about it on BSH Radio on Wednesday, though. Like, yeah, they're one of three teams um, in playoff position, or they were at least on Tuesday night. I don't know what how the playoff positioning has changed since. But they there were three teams with sub-500 records uh, on Wednesday um, in playoff – three teams in playoff position with sub-500 road records. Uh, the Flyers were one of them. Buffalo was another one of them. And I think Calgary was the third. I want to say Calgary. But um, yeah, before they're, – they're like uh, – seven, nine, and one or something. So before that terrible road trip they went on where it was just a disaster, they were, you know, seven, six, and one. So it's not even as bad as it looks, really. We can just kind of call that road trip what it was, shitty, uh, and move on. This team isn't letting it snowball. They've answered back with back-to-back big wins at home. Now they go to Ottawa on Saturday and of course, if you're in the area, you you want to watch that game at the Broad Street Hockey uh, Festivus party. I know it's not on Festivus; it's on the solstice this year. But you want to watch it at that Broad Street Hockey Festivus party at Fieldhouse. If you're anywhere else in the Delaware Valley, say, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern? That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, the best bar in the entire Jersey Shore right there in the Wildwood Crest. Uh, Can't put this place over enough. You've heard me talk about it so many times. And what I love about the place is it starts with the owner. The owner is always there, Timmy Fitzpatrick, making sure that beer is cold and that food is hot. And I've worked at enough restaurants to know what makes a good one and what makes a bad one. The owner, the manager, all of that has to be on point. And Timmy certainly is. And not only that, Timmy's a huge hockey fan, so the game you're looking for will absolutely be on. Pretty much any game you're looking for at any time will be on at Fitzpatrick's. So many uh, direct TV packages, it's unbelievable. You can watch pretty much anything. If you want darts at 145, I bet you they can find it. But Fitzpat- anyway, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, go there. It's excellent. Let's get back to your comments. Uh, so I guess no Hague or Stewart next game. Please no Hague or Stewart. Yeah, I mean, you want you want your best lineup in there. Uh, Phil Myers looked like back to his aggressive, effective self tonight. I think as long as the back doesn't bother Myers, he's going to get a majority of the time. I don't mind Haig playing every now and then. I don't think it's the worst. Stewart plays when there's no other option. That's very clear. Stewart only draws into the lineup now when they have situations like um, 
the other night uh, where they were out of guys. You know, that's pretty much Chris Stewart's not going to be a factor in the lineup five more times this year, I wouldn't guess. NAK is just awesome. Uh, NAK looks like a fit. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of love for Nicholas Albe Cubell in this in this comments. Um, liking what I'm seeing out of this guy. Straight line uh, physicality. Just looking to get in there, throw the body. He's got he's got enough skill to hang. Absolutely, um, he's not hurting you in any way offensively but also just has that little bit of edge to his game. Uh, perfect fourth liner, again, uh, for this team. I want to see him stick as long as there's a, a, a shot, as long as there is a spot for him. Uh, as more and more guys start to get healthy, maybe we uh, things get shuffled around. But he should at least have, in this stint, NAK should have at least moved himself up on the organizational depth chart. Um it's clear he was kind of buried. They called up a lot of guys before he got his shot, uh, but I think he's pretty much delivered um, in his uh, in his short time here this season. Well, I like I like the way he plays. Enjoy watching him. Hope um, hope he is a part of the plan going forward. Why did the organization hate Nak again? You know, I don't know. It was just consistency. I think he struggled with consistency in the AHL. I don't really have a good answer for that because every time we ask kind of why did he fall out of favor, we get different answers. So I don't really know, but I like watching the guy. Uh, yeah, NAK and Kacha should mean Stewart waivers. You have enough depth. Stewart is here as a coach. I, like Stewart doesn't draw into the lineup unless they're out of players. Like I said, Stewart is here to be the professional best friend. He's great in the room. That's fine with me if he doesn't play. I have no problem having a guy who's just a good veteran to have around if he doesn't play. Hey, Bill, every game I look at the lineup and say there has to be uh, better than Pitlick at that spot, but then almost every game he looks really good. I mean, he's a depth forward, and he's a good depth forward. He's had a good career. He's had a little bit of an injury history, but when he's been in, he's been effective. So I don't, you know. I love how they didn't let those three losses define them. Last season, they would be working on a 10-game losing string. Yeah, I keep looking. I say this every post game. You know, um, I don't want to just, yeah, results are obviously, this is a results-based business, as is everything. Um, but I'm just also looking for signs that the culture really has changed. Listen, I, I believe it has at this point. But we as Flyers fans just need constant, okay, revalidation, re, re basically. Um, and it looks like one of the things they seem to have sorted out are the extreme highs and extreme lows. Does that mean they're not going to go on losing streaks? No, of course they're going to go on some losing streaks. They just had an 0-3 road trip. But like you said, they didn't let it define them. It didn't ruin their month. You know, it's not like, all right, let's just get to the holiday and we'll fix this, you know, on January 2nd. <laughs> like, they're actively, okay, go out and play better the next two, and they did. So that's – it's good to see. NAK and Kacha look NHL ready to me? Yeah, definitely. They look good. Who's odd man out when Joel returns? Uh, it's going to be – that'll be – that's a good question between, let's say, NAK and Kacha – who comes out? Mm, I'm going to say Kacha comes out first. 
Buffalo offense went without a shot for over 17 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, they just really shut them down. They uh, Jack Eichel is uh, – so many jokes tonight about how Jack Eichel basically won the Hart Trophy uh, because of what that team looked like without him. Pitlick was missed on the penalty kill when it showed. Yeah, like he he's a – you can have these depth guys as long as they can play, you know? I know when we call someone – Oh, he's a fourth liner. Oh, he's a penalty killer. You think Chris Vandevelde. But the thing is, is he was bad at those things. He was just in the lineup because somebody didn't realize that or didn't care. Like they have these guys now that are actually like proficient at the uh, at the roles they're placed into. And what do you know? The team looks pretty good. <sighs> Sorry about that, guys. I just the uh, screen froze. And I did. I had no idea if you know you could still hear me or see me or whatever. So let's just give uh, a couple minutes for people to rejoin. Uh, all right. All right, let's start it. Just, let's just start it with uh, – let's get back to what I was saying about Bear. How about that? Yeah, I, I think he has his confidence back at least to some degree so that the whole rest of his game is better. I mean, he, like he'll never be great consistently in the defensive zone. But it's not like he's trash out there. He's a good enough hockey player that he knows how to make hockey plays. When he's absolutely awful in the defensive zone for an elongated period of time, it's probably because his whole game is suffering. Um, now it looks like he's just starting to get that confidence back, and it looks like uh, all the other aspects of his game are coming along with it. Um, this team has a lot of good players. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, it looks like they um, it looks like they are built well, and I'm just looking forward to seeing how things go for the rest of the season as guys get more and more time together, more and more chemistry, uh, some more players get healthy. Maybe they get Nolan Patrick back at some point. I don't know, but it, it's exciting. It's it is an exciting time to be a Flyers fan, and it has been too long since we've been able to say that. JVR, yeah, I, I talked about it in the open on uh, part one of the, of the uh, of the Facebook post game, but um, it looks like now he's got ten, he's got nine or ten points in his last ten games, four or five goals. Uh, you know, he gets a couple tonight, pinball off the skates. He gets the you know gets the deflection. Uh, he sets up another goal with a screen. It looks like he is starting to get the bounces that just weren't going his way uh, for a big part of this season. Uh, I, I, was start, I gave the guy a lot, of, a lot of leash early in the year, but it was starting to get frustrating that the team desperately needed some goals and he couldn't score them. Being the goal scorer, everyone's going to get frustrated over that. But it looks like he's maybe starting to come around now, starting to get hot. Uh, that's good to see. Maybe – he goes on a really good run here, um, you know, as this season starts to uh, really heat up as we approach the 50, 50% mark, the halfway point. No matter what, Facebook can't take this win away. Well, you know, Hillary Clinton said the same thing. Yet here we are, fam. <laughs> I will never talk politics on this show. Don't worry. Uh, and we're back. Yeah, I got a guy made it back. It was, yeah, it was, it was a pain in the ass. Thoughts on streaming to YouTube for post games? We might make the switch at some point. Uh, right now, it's just about accessibility. We've got like a hundred Facebook or one hundred YouTube followers. 
and like 40,000 Facebook likes or some shit. So it's just like, eh. And really the most important thing, I, I, I value all you who join me live. You make the show possible. But the most important thing is getting it up on our podcast stream after the show ends. Like if it's on the podcast feed, that's really all that matters at the end of the day for us business-wise. Um, I couldn't do the show without the live element, need the commenters. My monologue would be two minutes and then that would be the whole podcast. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to be switching anytime soon. It's weird. How many times have we seen good teams get good puck luck against the Flyers? Weird that the Flyers are the good team getting the puck luck now. Yeah, I swear, like, I, I know it's just one of those things, like, how come going somewhere seems longer than coming home? The anticipation, obviously. But it's it just seems like when there's a rebound into the slot and the Flyers are on offense, it just eludes everybody. And when there's a rebound into the slot and the Flyers are on defense, motherfucker, if the best sniper in the league isn't standing there ready to grab the puck, like, it just always seems to go that way. But, yeah, it, they got a ton of puck luck tonight. They made, But they made their own bounces. They gave up 17 shots. They had the puck the entire game. If there was going to be any puck luck, it would have to be on their end. Buffalo never had it to get lucky. Serious question. What's our record as, if Hack is coaching? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Hayes is such a good passer. That play between he and Niskanen was a thing of beauty. May I didn't uh, I knew who Kevin Hayes was, but not having watched him consistently uh, for any amount of time over you know his career, I did not know I would enjoy watching him as much as I do. I knew he was a solid player. I knew he would help us win games. I knew he filled a need uh, that the Flyers desperately had to fill in terms of another effective center. But I didn't think. I would enjoy watching him as much as I have. He just makes things happen with the puck on his stick. Um, great penalty killer. He's He's been a, uh, an awesome addition. So is Niskanen. Uh, wasn't sure what Niskanen had left in the tank. I thought it was worth the uh, – thought it was worth making the trade to move on from Gudis to kind of set up the lineup um, – uh, just m more more effectively uh, without him. I, I I'm a Gudis fan. I liked him when he was here, but I just didn't think the way this team is built, he fit what they needed out of a third pairing defenseman. And I don't think you can play him second pair minutes just because of his inability to pass the puck whatsoever. Um, so I I I'm big fan of that Niskanen trade too. He and Hayes have been excellent. I kind of enjoy Carter Hart puck handling adventures when it's 5-0. He's, uh, he's, willing, he's willing to go play the puck. I'll give him that. It's not like he's afraid to, put, to play the puck, but he's got to get that. He's got to get that under control. And to think Laterra was on our fourth line a few years ago. A few years ago. He was on our fourth line, like, on this date last year. <laughs> like a week before this. Hayes has a knack for sneaky little moves that catch guys off guard, kind of like Mike Richards back in the day. Yeah, uh, there's a little bit to that, the penalty killing, the puck control. I think he's a better puck control um, player than than Richards was. But Richards was uh, – sneaky is a good way to put it. He, he used – even though he wasn't a big guy, he seemed to use his size to use his body to shield the puck and distribute that way. So I think that's a decent – Decent comparison. 
My favorite thing about this whole season so far is Provorov returning uh, to an elite level again. Yeah, I mean, this is the best we've seen Provorov play uh, without a doubt, and that's another reason I really like the um, I really like the Niskanen trade is because putting him just an established veteran guy who knows every trick in the book, um, very teaming like, uh, just have him out there to help get uh, Provorov through the ups and downs. Because shit, man, when you're playing 25 minutes a night, you're gonna have ups and downs every single game. There's no way to have 33 shifts and all of them were good. Impossible. So just to kind of calm him down and steady him through and help him through this process of becoming, you know, a top pair defenseman legitimately, I think just that, that alone, let alone Niskanen's play, which has been very good for the most part, um, I think was worth the trade. Only Trotz can make Laterra look good. Yeah, Trotz can play Laterra in his fucking top six and probably get 40 points out of him. Bill, is Matt Niskanen actually Sam Rockwell or Christian Bale? We need to settle this. I say Sam Rockwell. Man, I saw pictures of both that looked, I would say, Sam Rockwell dressed as uh, Christian Bale in The Machinist. That's what I would put, uh, that's, that's what I would say Niskanen looks like. Niskanen looks like Sam Rockwell if Sam Rockwell was dressed as Christian Bale in The Machinist. Uh, I was critical of the Hayes signing and only begrudgingly got on board because of need. Never mind Hayes' play itself. Just based on injuries, how screwed would we be without him? Would like to see bigger numbers out of him, but definitely eating my words on that one. Yeah, he's hit a few lulls in terms of production, but even you know when he hasn't been scoring, he's been a great penalty killer. And just, yeah, the, the, the depth need they filled behind Couturier, they don't have another good center. Um, obviously now they've brought up Morgan Frost and I did think Giroux looked better at center this year than he did last year. Um, still not like, you know, one C Claude Giroux anymore, but that's just not him. He's a winger now and he's really good at it. But uh, yeah, if it wasn't for the Hayes signing, they, this Nolan Patrick injury might've been devastating. This season is looking more and more the way I was expecting last season to look and more. Yeah, uh, that's and that's what made last season so frustrating. Like, they didn't do anything to fix the obvious problems, like goaltending and the penalty kill. They just did nothing to fix those issues. And so they didn't get any better, you know? Um, Carter Hart comes along, goaltending issues are fixed. Now Brian Elliott's a backup, and Brian Elliott's a pretty damn good backup. Uh Penalty kill, we went and got Hayes, we went and got Braun, we went and got Niskanen, Ivan Provorov looks like Ivan Provorov again, boom, penalty kill's fixed. Uh, so I just think, um, yeah, I was, when they signed JVR last offseason, I thought, okay, that's the sign, time to go win, and they just didn't, uh, but they had to move on from that whole regime, and they did, and the Flyers are better off for it. Thank you to Ron Hextall for all these players we have now, they're good. I like them, but uh, they needed to take a step forward, and I don't know if he would have done it as effectively um, as Chuck Fletcher has to this point. Now, managing this thing from this point forward is going to be a challenge for Fletch, absolutely. Um, you know, money opens up in a year or two. Some uh, buyouts come off the books. I doubt Justin Braun is brought back. 
Niskanen has this year and then one more on his deal. Don't know if you're going to be able to afford him. And, you know, by that point, Cam York might be up or something like that. So there's, uh, you know, but they have like 60K in cap space right now. There aren't moves out there. It's going to be, uh, there aren't really any moves to be made that they can afford. I would have loved to go get Taylor Hall. How they make it work financially, I have no freaking idea. So I I probably weren't even in on them because they just couldn't make it happen. But it will be interesting to see how Fletcher um, manipulates the salary cap moving forward when and if moves have to be made to help improve the team. You think Pitlick will stick around for another year or two? I mean... It's possible. What's he got left on his deal? Uh, I have no idea what Tyler Pitlick is signed for. Where are you? So he's on a $1 million deal, and he's a free agent after this year. Uh, I I like what I've seen out of Pitlick. Uh, he's, he's, been a nice, he's been a nice addition for them, um, considering, you know, the salary cap just didn't go up the way mo- a lot of teams. I mean, there's – most teams in the league have no money to spend, you know. It's not just the Flyers. This isn't a uh this isn't like a unique situation for the Flyers, but I, I w- with the amount of depth players they have, like we're saying, hey, Albay Q Bell, he probably deserves a shot. Hey, you know, Andy Andreoff is making seven hundred and fifty thousand. That two hundred and fifty K like difference there might be something for you. Um you might need that 250k. You know, uh, David Kacha looks like he can play a little. Vorobiev's maybe getting, uh, maybe starting to get going, maybe starting to acclimate himself. So I like what I've seen out of Pitlick. Looking forward to his contributions for the rest of this year. I would be surprised if he was resigned just because of the amount of depth players that are on this team um, and in this organization. They have so many guys to fill bottom six roles. And that's awesome. You need those homegrown bottom sixers uh, just for cost control. Uh, young players who you help draft and develop who haven't really had the chance maybe to break out um, are just cheaper. So you need them. Uh, that's how you keep costs down in a cap league. But I, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Pitlick so far. It would be nice uh, if they could bring him back. I just don't think... Like, that's a good allocation of resources when you have so many guys in the organization who can fill his role. Uh, the PK wouldn't be so good with, uh, I guess, without Hayes, yeah. Only Chucky two trades move I hated was passing on Caulfield, otherwise rock solid. Listen, I like Caulfield a lot. Um, you know, dude's a beast. But getting Cam York, that's another high-end defenseman. There weren't going to be any high-end defensemen left, you know, at the top of the second round. And then getting Bobby Brink, who's having a hell of a year uh, in the NCAA as a freshman, it was it was good value. They got they did a uh, they did a good job extracting value, even though they passed on maybe best player available. They may have ended up with two guys whose value they wouldn't have been able to equal if they had done it the other way around. When would you go back to Elliott? Um, I would like to see Elliott maybe get his confidence back, and I'd like to say you can do that against Ottawa, but Ottawa has been a good home team this year. Uh, I was just looking it up the other night. They're actually pretty decent at home. Um, So do you just keep rolling with Hart? He's playing so well. 
His numbers on the road aren't as good. There's any number of reasons to explain that. Um, you are going to have some off days coming up, so it's not like you're killing anybody here. They have back-to-backs the 28th and 29th. Like, is that the next time we see Brian Elliott with Ottawa, you know, off Friday, at Ottawa Saturday, off Sunday, home versus the Rangers Monday, and then four days off before the West Coast trip? Is the next time we see Brian Elliott on the West Coast? I don't know if they can go that. When was the last time he played? He played in Winnipeg, right? So that's that's two weeks between games. I don't know. The I want to say he plays against Ottawa, but I would not be surprised if uh, if we don't see him until the Saturday Sunday back to backs after Christmas. Hextall died for our sins, and Hextall had enough sins of his own. Uh, at least the last, at least the way last season went, we got rid of Hack. Yeah, that's you know, that dude's a bum. <laughs> Who do you think woke them up and said they need to dominate the first period? Uh, I just think it's kind of the way the game went. I just think they they had a good first period. They're a good team. Um, yeah, Carter Hart doing what Carter Hart does in first period. I mean, first half of the first period, it's not like they were that dominant. Um, they kind of, they just really took over. I thought in the second half of the first period, and from there the game ended. Uh, now this is frozen. Okay. Yeah, Vorobiev gets the goal, you know, to go up one nothing 13 minutes into the period. It was just after that point, it was over. I kind of like the idea of Kovi for a league minimum, uh, but don't think we are a competitor in his eyes. I don't give a shit. I put it out on Twitter the other day, like, hey, couldn't we use some power play scoring? And if they went and got him for, like, you know, yeah, league minimum, 700k whatever it would be uh sure i just where does he play like who comes out of this lineup uh for Ilya kovalchuk i i'd rather have a great penalty kill i'd rather have good depth up and down the lineup and guys who can play in the last two minutes of games on every line and i if they let you dress your whole roster, if you were allowed to dress 23 guys, I'd be all for it, but you're not. Let's scroll down and get a few more. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much to say about this one that hasn't been said. They just beat the shit out of the Buffalo Sabres. Now, uh, you know, Buffalo is, is not a very good road team, and they were without Jack Eichel, so they really should have come out and won this game. But to win it in the fashion they did, it was very, um, you know, it was very non- previous regime flyers and i hate to even keep going back to it because it's in the past now we, we've moved on but how many times have you seen like a goalie coming in it's like yeah in his last game and his uh in his last eight games his uh save percentage is 690 and his his goals against is 420 so and then the dude pitches a shutout like oh jack lakel's out big good news for the flyers and then some fourth liner they called up this morning scores two goals against this like it's nice to see that part of the, you know what? They're without their best player. That means we're really going to take it to them. It's just that they have the confidence that they're a good team now. I think they really they really believe that they're good now. Best part of the team, G isn't relied on 100%, and Jake won't be here for too much longer. I don't 
don't kid yourself about Jake Voracek. It's going to – where do you think he's going to go? Who do you think wants to take on that contract? Like, who would want Jake? Jake's been playing really well, so I don't know why you want to get rid of him. Like, I'd rather just have guys who produce. He's been playing fine since mid-November. He had a slow start. He did. He wasn't playing well. He admitted that much himself, but he's been fine lately. I don't know where you think he's going to go, what they're going to get for him. The power play is starting to click again. Nice win tonight. Yeah, I'd like to see them carry this over a little before I'm saying, oh, power play is fixed. Um, you know, they got a little help from Buffalo tonight. Their goaltender isn't very, excuse me, their goaltender isn't very good. Their defenders were just kicking pucks into their own net all night. So I, good, you know, three out of five, obviously that's freaking awesome, but I'm going to need to see a little bit more before I'm like, all right. And that one big hole in our, cause that's been, uh, that's been the thing, number one thing to complain about, um, you know. Up until now, is the uh, the inconsistent and often just piss poor power play performance. Uh, but if this gets them started, if JVR gets going now, all right, there aren't many uh, there aren't many holes. There aren't many things that this team isn't at least decent at. Can't get rid of Voracek. Need him to translate for Katcha. Yeah, and that. <laughs> <laughs> we the other night where they asked him where he went to dinner and he said Japan. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm not. It's just funny, man. I I love the international flavor of hockey. I think it really helps. Um, like the personality of teams. Uh, the, when the locker room is diverse, the personality of teams just seems more fun. And he just seems like another character. Uh, and Jake is the. Jake is one of the elder statesmen at this point. It's crazy to think uh, these guys who were young, promising up-and-comers, like Jake Voracek comes over here from Columbus as an uh, you know, underperforming first-round pick and becomes a legit first-line player uh, you know, alongside Giroux in this time. And now he's, he's one of the older guys on the team as the next wave starts to come along. It's crazy how long we've been watching them. Lots of teams will take him, even if we retain salary. So you want to, so you want Jake's salary so they can pay younger guys, but you're willing to retain it. Nobody has eight million dollars to spend on Jake Voracek. You're not getting anything for him. The best thing you can get out of Jake Voracek is the production he provides you. You're not trading him. He's basically untradeable until, it, unless you figure out a way to get Seattle to take him. It's not happening. I think the speed of uh, NAK and Katcha has been significant. They are showing their NHL players. Uh, yeah, both of them. I like like what I'm seeing out of both. Uh, not sure how the lineup's going to shake out when you know they get back uh, fully healthy, but I think those guys have at least bumped themselves up into the rotation. Um, you know, when we need them, I don't think it'll be Terensky and then them. You know, the Germ. I don't think. Uh, now we know we can bring these other guys up. Uh, and I don't think that was the case before this recall. It seemed like these two only came up because they were the only two healthy players in Lehigh. Simmons for a cheap rental going into the playoffs. Why? I, it's time to move on from Wayne Simmons. That part of our lives is over. I, what, where's he going to play? Who comes out of the lineup for Wayne Simmons? He's not that good anymore. 
Avs would be a great place for Jake. Yeah, it, sure. And, and then they have to pay Nathan McKinnon $10 million in two years. Like, and then they have to pay Cal McCarr, and then they are going to have to, like, I, no. Samuel Gerrard. Like, they have young guys to pay, too. All the reasons you don't want Jake's salary here, the Avs have those reasons, plus their guys are legit maybe worth $10 million. And Carter Hart lives in Jake's apartment, so you can't get rid of him. Yeah, man, he'll jack that rent up. Carter Hart will be asking for his contract extension earlier so he can play his, pay his fucking landlord. When can we realistically look at where we stack up versus playoff teams? Is it too early to start looking at standings and compare records for playoff opponents? I mean, I just I'm looking at the good teams now, and I'm, I just say the Flyers are one of these good teams. That's I don't think it matters who you play in the first round. I just want home ice. I want the first or second seed. Um, the first seed, you know, Washington, pretty good, pretty pretty good. But if I, I'm eyeing up that second seed right now, thinking that's totally doable uh, in in this division, you're good enough to get there, get home ice in that first round, and go from there. Why would like yeah, Avs, but they don't want Jake Voracek because they just, they just didn't want Taylor Hall for six million. Why would they want Jake Voracek for eight? when they have all those players they're going to have to resign in the next few years. The Sens are fucking terrible. Why would they buy an expensive player? The Yotes, they just got Taylor Hall. They have their own young players. Seattle's the only place that makes sense. Detroit stinks. Why would they want to buy Jake Voracek? Like, that doesn't make any sense. They're rebuilding. Uh, I like Frost's game. Going to be interesting to see how, uh, how things shake out when Patrick returns. Really good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, and that's so down the line. And Patrick's return is so down the line at this point in my mind. First, he has to get cleared. They have to figure out the migraine thing. He has to get cleared for contact. He has to feel good enough for long enough that they think he can play in an NHL game. And then before he plays in an NHL game, because he had no training camp, he, he hasn't played hockey really at all, um, he's going to have to go on a conditioning stint, and he's going to have to get through the conditioning stint, and then they're going to have to figure out a place for him in the lineup. Uh, listen, I can't wait for Patrick to get back because it's a it's a boost. No matter where you put him, he's a good player. He hasn't lived up to expectations yet, but he's still young. Some guys take longer to develop, and it's not like he's been bad. Like 30 points for a 19-year-old – yeah, we expect so much more out of, you know, a second overall pick. But you got to remember, most 19-year-olds aren't in the league. So if he can just build on that from there, I don't think he's ever going to be a franchise franchise center. But if he's another Kevin Hayes, good two-way player who can give you 40, 50 points, like, shit, man, you're awesome down the middle then. And then you do have Morgan Frost. But, like, it's so far down the line. Yeah, you look and go, okay, well, how do they figure this out? But you know what, man? It's so far down the line, nine other things could happen, and it's like, oh, shit, Patrick's back, and we really need him because look at what we just went through last week where they were like, well, I know we don't like 11 forward 7D, but it's our only option, and then it ended up not being, but still, you know. Is this clown in his mother's basement? Now, you see, this is my basement in my house, I'm doing the podcast I get paid to do, and you're watching me. So, like, thanks, bud. I'm making money off you right now. Appreciate it. I'll give it a few more minutes for a few more comments, and then we'll call it a night. 
Uh, thank you all for hanging out. Hey, while we're waiting, let's take a look ahead at that schedule. You know, they have the break coming up uh, next Tuesday, the 24th, all the way through Friday, the 27th. Uh, but until then, hey, Saturday, the 21st, they have that showdown with Ottawa, those big rivals, the Ottawa Senators. And if you're looking for someone somewhere to watch that 7 o'clock puck drop against the Senators, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. It is the best bar at the entire Jersey Shore, one of my favorite places in the world to watch a hockey game. And that's because it's legitimately a hockey bar because the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick, is legitimately a huge hockey fan. Uh, just look at their logo. It's got hockey sticks in it, which is – you don't see that on too many Jersey bars. Uh, but it's just a really cool place all around, whether you're there to watch a game, uh, coming off the beach, catching some lunch, whatever you're doing. It is a year-round establishment. You can go there and watch hockey or any sport you want at any time. And like I always say, you know, okay, is this a cool place to watch a game? They have a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom. I don't know what sets the tone better than a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom. Of course, the food is excellent. May I suggest to you that roast pork sandwich? It's pretty damn good. Uh, beer selection off the charts. So Fitzpat Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Go there. You won't regret it. Let's see if we got a few more here, and then we'll call it a night. Anyone from Ottawa worth grabbing? Duclair will be expensive, but he can score and be plugged into the top six. They don't have any cap space. They have none, and what, like, who are you bumping out? I, this team is good as is. Let this team go. That's what we're looking for. Let this team go. What do you think about the end of the Michael Franco era? Um, he sucked. Should I be this excited for the Ottawa game? Will I be disappointed? Probably yes. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for it just because it's the night of our party. Uh, you know, the, the, the Festivus party is always an awesome time. Uh, th this year is going to be our best one yet. First, first 50 people in the door at Fieldhouse get a Broad Street Hockey t-shirt. The next 50 people get a drink voucher. That's right. You're getting booze on Broad Street. You're getting us uh, for a free drink when you get in, so be sure to get there early uh, so you get your free shit. Uh, there's going to be snacks. Uh, we're upstairs in the private room, so make sure you come upstairs. Say you're at Broad Street Hockey, uh, and you'll get in. It's just going to be an awesome time. Uh, a few surprises. We're going to have giveaways. I, of course, will be hosting my own giveaway. It is the Ugly Sweater Contest. Show up in either a terrible holiday sweater or – an obscure Flyers jersey, or just obscure hockey jersey in general. And uh, by my discretion, you might be handed a prize out of my personal collection. So there's some good things in there. I got a few more in my grab bag. I'm going to be like Santa handing out the presents at this thing. It's going to be awesome. Reaching into the old mystery sack. Thoughts on the Darlene hit? I mean, it wasn't a hit. It's a dirty, you know, little, little shot. It's a scrum. Uh, I think guys who get their hands up in scrums are punks. If you want to get your hands up, fucking take off your gloves and get your hands up. But, eh, you know, he's a young kid. He got hit from behind. Uh, you know, took that little cross check to the back. Shit happens. Um, I liked everyone getting in on it. So, you know, it's a six, was a six nothing at that point. And Giroux's still fucking furious because he just saw Travis Konechny get hit in the face uh, coming back from a concussion. So, liked all that. Good stuff there. 
All right, guys, I think we're going to call it there. Uh, that is all the time I have for you on BSH uh, Facebook Live post game tonight. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Wherever there are podcasts, just search Broad Street Hockey. You will be delivered basically daily content. Every time I open up the app and click on Broad Street Hockey, it's like, hey, you uh, you haven't been listening to it in a while. Do you want to start downloading again? Like, it's been two days. What the hell? And we'll have three new things up there. So, so much content from all of us. You get, obviously, the post games, our flagship show, Broad Street Hockey Radio, uh, the Fly Purbly, which is always great. Uh, checking out the competition where Kelly talks to a writer from out of market about the team's opponent that night. So you get a little preview of each game. We have weekly wrap-ups. We have looks ahead. So it's it's daily content pretty much from Broad Street Hockey. So check it out wherever there are podcasts. You know how podcasts work. Go subscribe to Broad Street Hockey. Make us some fucking money. Uh, let's see. All right. Everyone's saying thanks. So we're wrapping up. That's all the time I have. Uh, I will be back. Uh, we're going to do something for a post game on Saturday. Obviously, we're all going to be at the party. Um, so it won't be the traditional Facebook Live post game. But I can see myself pulling out the uh, pulling out the old phone and maybe doing an on location quick uh, quick post game. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, but that's it. Thanks for hanging out tonight, and Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>